Hi everyone, I'm Timmy Murphy and welcome to my podcast, This Man's World. This is a podcast series where I talk to different men from all walks of life and who all have a different story to tell. I hope to inspire and engage you with these amazing guys who I'll be interviewing. Modern day men living in a modern day Ireland. Their hopes, their dreams, their likes, their dislikes, and what it's like being a man in 2020. Hello and welcome to This Man's World, a podcast where I talk to different men from all walks of life on what it is like being a man in 2020. I'm your host, Timmy Murphy, and today's guest is Podge Collins. Podge is a well-known sportsman, he's a fellow Munster man, he's a charity worker, and he's an all-round inspiring young man. Podge, thank you for coming on the podcast today. How are you keeping? I'm good, Timmy. Thanks for having me on. How are you keeping? I'm good. Good. Thank you. And thanks, Podge, for coming on the podcast today. So I suppose if we look back at your early life to start off with, I know you started playing sports with St. Caymans and Shannon. You started getting into hurling at a very young age and I know you played in the Clare uh, Miners under-21 team. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into sports, how you started getting into how you started getting into hurling at such a young age? Um, yeah, I, I suppose I grew up in Limerick. Um, from, like, by, when, I, when I was born, I was born in Limerick and um, I lived yeah. there for eight years. And mm-hmm. I had two brothers, and one, one older, Sean, and one younger, David. Um, yeah, all around, all around similar ages. So from listen, from a young age, we were just playing games and whatever like, our parents were watching, we were probably going to get involved in. So they were big into GA. So from maybe mm-hmm. from, from three or four onwards, we were just always kind of mad into hurling and football and soccer and whatever other sports we could kind of play ourselves between ourselves. So um, we went to school in Shannon because my mother was a teacher in St. Aidan's in Shannon. So we, um, mm-hmm. from a young age, I suppose, from four, we went to school there in Shannon and kind of continued that into life in St. Caymans and, uh, like, going to school in Shannon, um, it, it was a very, it was a very enjoyable experience Um, I made a lot okay. of great friends there and, yeah. and was lucky enough to play sport, I suppose, throughout the time as well and, um, yeah, there were great schools, St. Aidan's and St. Caymans. So a very active family then? Yeah, definitely, um, definitely, it was, um, yeah, our kind of, our family life definitely the centre of it was sport. Um, from yeah. a young age, it was um, it was what was on the telly most weekends, and it was what was talked about at the dinner table most. Yeah. Days. <laughs> uh, probably to this day as well, I would imagine. Yeah. Probably dominating the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most weeks, in fairness, um, it's usually sport. And your father, he's he's an intercounty manager as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's managed Clare now for the last seven years. Um, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, he's um, and he manages our club team as well. Um, he okay. he took us from when we were a very young age, um, from maybe the age of eight, nine, and ten uh, for football, and uh, coached us all the way up along and coached Cratlow Senior for as long mm-hmm. as I can remember. Our club team here, Cratlow, our senior football team, and um, he's been involved with Clare as well at different age groups, and now he's a senior coach or senior manager. And how did you find uh, that dynamic with your father? who was also an inter-county manager and he was also your dad. Like, how did you find that that dynamic um, was between the two of you growing up, you know, with him being your father and also being your coach? Well, I suppose he wasn't really, until I was an adult, he wasn't an inter-county yeah. manager. So um, he just kind of coached us underage with the club and stuff. So, um, yeah, no, having, like, your father as your coach, um, 
yeah, like it was always very enjoyable and he gave a lot of time for it. It's probably as you get older, you kind of appreciate it more when you're a kid uh-huh. and your father's your manager, you kind of, you nearly, <laughs> you can nearly resent him at training for giving out yeah. the and stuff like that or telling you to do stuff and whatever. You probably take it for granted when you're a kid, but um, as you get older, you kind of really start to appreciate that like it's a very much a volunteer voluntary job and the amount of time that he gave up of his own personal life to come down and coach us and teach us the skills, even though he enjoyed it still, there was I'm very grateful for that. Well, I suppose it's quite honourable as well at his side, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Obviously, when our kids are involved, it probably makes it that bit easier. So, so Podge, growing up as a child, what was the young Podge like? Um, just very active. Um, very active and very into playing games, whether it was like board games or whether it was X's and O's or whether it was playing sport, any kind of sport, any type of game. Just very active. I found it very hard to sit still as a young kid. Um, always wanted to be doing something. Always wanted to be outdoors. Always wanted to be um, playing some sort of games. And I suppose that it probably went on to play a bit of play, a good bit of PlayStation, Pro Evolution Soccer at the younger yeah. ages. No FIFA as we've gotten older. But um, yeah, sport yeah. was a big part of it. And how did you find us on a team of lads? Like, How did you find the camaraderie? You know, Was there a lot of interaction there? Kind of the loyalty? Was there many disagreements or anything with them? Um. Yeah. I like. I suppose as you get older, you kind of think about that more and more. And I think from a young age, being involved in a sports team, kind mm-hmm. of, it gets you kind of nearly ready for life. In in a sense, in the sense that you have to deal with all different personalities, and you're dealing with all different people. But you're making, you're making friends, and you're um, making like friends for life. And you're kind of, it's. It. I think it does prepare you, prepare, prepare a child for life, um, or equips you for dealing with teams from a very young age. I do think it's very beneficial. Um. I as I got older, then it's kind of yeah the dynamic. You just yeah, I like the great thing about sport. I think is you make you do make great friends friendships for life, and it's definitely one thing that uh, no matter what happens with sport in my career, I will always look back in and just think of the friends I've made and uh, the relationships I've made, and um, that's like definitely the most beneficial thing. I haven't I haven't fell out with too many people from sport, so I'm probably fortunate in that regard. Um, had plenty of like fights in the field and had words with different players and stuff like that, but usually it doesn't carry off the field. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think when you're kind of grown up surrounded by men, it does very much set you up um, to kind of being a man as you grow older into your 20s or 30s or whatever. Like I know in my case, you know, I grew up with three brothers um, and my father, obviously. So that kind of stood to me as I grew older. I think it, it definitely did um, set me up to going, going forward in life and, you know, my interactions with men and stuff like that. I, I, I do agree. I think playing in a sports team um, and being around men, being around boys, sorry, as you're growing older, it definitely does set you up for... for... Um, you do have to be resilient as well, like, because as you know, like with groups of lads, like there's going to be slagging and there's going to be teasing and there's going to be, um, like there's an element of like success and failure and getting on the team, not getting on the team, playing well, not playing yeah. well. Um, this, and then the background, then you have the slagging that goes on between lads of training and... Like maybe there's some people that like might feel excluded in that team environment, even like with around the team and uh, players that aren't being picked and stuff like that. Um, and like that can have effects on people as well. And you kind of see that. And as you get older, I suppose reflecting on it, you see you think about it more and you see it more. Um, so like often is the case that a sports team like an environment can be tough on a child or tough on an adult even. Um, but um, I suppose that's then the other side of the coin on that. And what was it like growing up, say, as a teenager, as you grew, you know, as you as you as you kind of transitioned from child into teenager? What was it like? 
Um, yeah, I suppose it was probably in the noughties when I was kind of going into a teenager. Um, yeah, yeah, I was like, listen, it was the usual secondary school kind of thing. I was always kind of small, and I um, I probably found that a bit tougher the early days of secondary school. But um, like for, I suppose sport always did help. Like it always did help. It was always an outlet, and uh, like I, I had a very good experience in school with St. games with the teachers and everything like that. Um, I actually got my not my front tooth knocked out when I was in second year in school, so I had no front tooth for. Oh, did you? <laughs> secondary school, so that was something that was like as a young kid, just kind of it was like something small that was hard, but like you know, reflecting black, it was nothing. But um, yeah, like yeah, no, like Caymans was like was a well, I found Caymans to be a great school, and um, there was good crack with the teachers, there was good crack with the students. It's changed a lot now, um, mm-hmm. like I from talking to teachers and you like in any school, it's kind of the environment has changed and it's a lot stricter and people have to kind of be a lot more careful and there's not as but. I, probably not as much crack but like it's probably a lot of it's probably better for a lot of you know it, there's more minding students and like looking after students mental health which i think is definitely more beneficial um uh, i yeah i think like even as you go back to your school kind of got a probably is a bit wilder and i think yeah you've gone back further and further and it gets wilder and wilder nearly but um, yeah whereas i hear from people that are older than me so um it's definitely a, a much safer place now for a student so, Podge, do you think that there's a lot of pressure on young men nowadays compared to when you were younger, growing up? Um, I, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of the time pressure is what you put on yourself. So, yeah. um, it, like a lot of the time, it's down to like how you feel going into like how you feel about like your expectations in life and stuff like that. I do think that it's twenty four seven now. It's constant. It's social media, like with social media, yeah. like there's no hiding from it. Um, there's con- you're constantly looking at your peers, seeing what they're doing, and you're constantly seeing like um they're looking at their Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, blah blah blah, um and seeing how they're getting on. And it's uh, it's not just the uh, let's say nine to three or the nine to four of the school day anymore. Um, it's it's yeah, I like I think it is hard. I, like I don't know how this is going to affect um kids going forward, and like it's definitely not something I'm researching or studying or anything like that. Or I have knowledge on it, and teachers will be a lot more aware of it, or someone studying like the psychology of it. But like the fact that like the way phones are now and the way the internet is and the way kids are just constantly on and like even like kids coming to school after nights of Fortnite and playing Call of Duty and whatever you have. Um, yeah. Just complete, it's completely changed. It's just, it's mm. just like, um, I, I, yeah, I'd find it. I would, I think I would find it. I've been a child now. I definitely like, there was a documentary there on Netflix there recently about the kind of effects the phone is, ha- the mobile phone is having on us and uh, how, how controlling it is and what have you. And, um, yeah, I definitely think that like I would have been very bad for it if I had it when I was younger. And I definitely think it's something that when I do have kids, I'd be trying to avoid it as much as possible. Even though some people will laugh at me for that, like for that. But when you just see like all the people on those documentaries that work in these tech companies, keeping phones away from their kids and keeping them yeah. out, apps and internet applications, like it is, um, it is something definitely that I'd be trying to trying to do with my children anyway. Because uh, uh, it's it's just it's twenty four seven. It's around the clock. It's all consuming, and uh, it's adding extra pressure onto kids. Yeah, I've I've actually seen that documentary as well on Netflix, um, and it was an eye opener, and it really does show how social media works and how much of an effect that it has on young teenagers and young children and stuff, and and what they're seeing, and I do agree with you. I do think it is very much up to the parents to try and handle that and to try and manage that, and it is quite difficult for them, but um, it's definitely definitely an eye opener. Yeah, very hard on parents too because this is all kind of new. Um, there, this is the age of like these kids have grown up with social media and grown up with the internet, yeah. grown up with everything at their fingertips. Like, and it's uh, 
like it's very hard for parents to even comprehend like how diff- like it, how addictive it is or whatever like we don't know one knows like the effects yeah that. so it's very yeah. it's, I'd, say, I'd say it's nearly impossible as a parent now it's, you know to try monitor it or try deal and you'd be constantly fighting I'd say if you you know, trying to keep them off the playstation or the phone or whatever and as well you know because social media is absolutely everywhere you know I think when they do take social media away from teenagers they'll find it elsewhere so it's it's definitely a it's definitely something that that's very alarming that's very very worrying in the modern world and so i suppose Paj, kind of going into your 20s then did, did you find it hard to separate your gaa life and your personal life um i suppose they were very much interlinked because like all my friends were into sport and so like while i was in college i was living with five or six friends of mine that i went to secondary school with and like they're still my best friends probably to this day and and like we tr- like we went to like we went to the gym together, we went out together, we played like FIFA together, we had the crack together, and then sport was always going on in the background, whether we were playing together or playing on different teams. Um yeah, I, I don't okay. know. I, I probably didn't go out as much as the normal college student because of sport, which um yeah, I don't regret or anything like that. Um yeah. Like I'm very like yeah, I, I, I definitely did playing sport, um yeah, like you can't, you can't, be, you can't live. Let's say I don't, whatever you want to call it. it depends on what a normal college life is. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't be going out drinking and messing yeah. around your body or whatever. Like or um, yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it, that is something probably I didn't do as much as your average um, student. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but it it like but, it, I don't regret it or I don't look back and be like oh I wish I had another rag week or in UL or whatever I wish yeah I, exactly I really had a rag week I never went out for a rag week in UL um mm-hmm. or you know um I'd won race there right which was very crack in fairness but most people would yeah have them and stuff like that but no I don't regret right. it like that it's just you kind of you have to make sacrifices or you don't even have to see any sacrifices you kind of just have prioritizing more than anything. And I know as well, I've seen on your Instagram that, that you know, you, you do like to travel. And I suppose, where has been your favourite country or your favourite place that you visited? Um, I, I, I like Austria a lot. Um, I think, yeah. and, and more so, I've been like, I've been to Austria a good bit uh, for snowboarding. I love snowboarding, but the people in Austria are very direct and they're very um, friendly. Uh, mm-hmm. They just, um, there's no bullshit with them and... Uh, they they seem kind of very genuine and I, I like every experience I've had with Austrian people has been good from the restaurants to the bars to the to the whatever wherever I'm staying in the hotels or the hostels or the cabins or the lodges or whatever um I, like I always had a good experience in Austria and even when I went to I, I had a stopper of, over in Vienna when I was in Trailing with a few of my friends there a few years ago and uh, mm-hmm. it's just such a nice country and even though what happened there recently or last week was absolutely horrific yeah or five days ago and um, but sure like, that could happen anywhere in the world on any given day so um yeah like yeah, I, I just, no. yeah I don't know I don't know why Austria uh but um but I haven't done a lot of traveling either even though like I, I I've been fortunate enough to go away maybe like maybe once a year or whatever or I've been to New York a good few times or not to New York I've been to America a few times to see cousins and stuff mm-hmm. uh, but, um for the most part like it's usually a few days away here and there um if I can yeah. um yeah, that's I suppose lucky enough to be living in Europe that you can kind of get to Barcelona and get to Amsterdam and get to Edinburgh or London or get to different parts of Europe fairly quickly. Um, yeah. Probably looks like I've traveled a lot though, even though I haven't, if you know what I mean. Well, I hope you'll be able to travel anyway once we're, you know, at, at the other side of this lockdown. Hope you'll be able to see a few more places. I'm, I know myself, I'm planning on 
seeing the world if I have the money next year once we get to the other side of this. So, you know, hopefully you will definitely get to see a few more few more spots around yeah, the world. Yeah. I, I, I was, yeah, I'm serious. I uh, love Ireland. Um, it's kind of, it's something like, I, one of my one of my friends was, is just back from Australia, was there for three years and another one is there at the moment and another one of my friends is in New York. One of my, they, they, like these are three of my very close friends and like, I, it's something that never appealed to me living in a different country. Um, yeah. I never really wanted to leave Ireland. I, uh, I'm nearly, nearly annoying to them in the sense how much I kind of love staying here and yeah. more than Ireland and, just love the country. I think I love familiarity too much. It's probably not a good thing, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I I do like. It's just yeah, I couldn't imagine living somewhere else. Do you know? Yeah, and do you know what? I am I'm I'm exactly like you. Like I love Ireland, and I love being in Ireland. And you know, I I do love going away on weekends, and I love going away on holidays and stuff. But I am always very quick to run back home because I like I really don't think there's anywhere like Ireland in the world, and I think it is very refreshing to hear somebody of your age and your generation that says that i think it's very very commendable as well and i know we're all locked in ireland now at the minute during this lockdown but you know i think there's a lot to be said for living here we've a very very good quality of life um you know it has its ups and downs like every other country has so i do agree with you i think um basing yourself in ireland is, is is quite a good thing and i suppose it's i suppose it's where you're happiest and it's where you want to kind of lay your hat i suppose so I like to hear that. I like to say that, or I like to hear that, you know, that you're saying that you do like, like living in Ireland. So if I was to ask you, what is your passion in life? Um, my passion in life, I, 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 I suppose I definitely be passionate about games in the sense that I love games. Like I love playing like whether it's board games, whether it's shooting basketball, mm-hmm. like when I'm shooting basketball, a friend, it has to be a competition. It has to be like first to 21 or whatever. Uh, table tennis, love table tennis, love the competitive element about that, whether it's X's nose, whether it's um, like playing sports, obviously like them kind of games. But mm-hmm. um, I'd say my passion is like competition. Yeah. I love competition. Like just love it. Um, yeah addicted to it. just i'd love competition like like if if i went to the past few hours it wouldn't be like poking the ball back over the field i'd be like yeah first to 10 touches or first to 10 scores or whatever or like when we go like i do i go down to the hall and crack a good a good bit with my friends and we play basketball and table tennis and they're two the two things you can do there it's always competition um, yeah yeah i'd say i'd say I, and i do enjoy like there's no getting away from it i definitely enjoy helping people as well or like giving pe- giving to people or you know, like mm-hmm. um like you get involved with charities and stuff like that but like even like when you're giving a jersey to a kid or you you know or stuff like that or um yeah i definitely mm-hmm. like get a buzz out of that or enjoy that that side of things mm-hmm. well, so. and you do a lot of charity work as well don't you Podge? so do you want to do you want to tell me a little bit about it? Like I know you're involved with Elevate and you're also involved with um Novas and Limerick. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your charity work? Yeah, I suppose John Burke kind of started Elevate and um he asked me to come on board with him there just to kind of help out and support and maybe get the word out to younger kids because I'd probably have a lot of younger kids uh, from Care follow my social media just because of the sport inside of it. So of course, yeah. But like it was, it was something I was passionate about. Like um I think we all have friends that had like mental health problems in school and whatever. Um and like we've all experienced it um in some way, shape or form. So it's just something like that as soon as John said it to me, I was delighted to come on board with it and like they're trying to run programs in secondary schools across Clare 
that like opportunities that like let's say the schools wouldn't have I suppose if like say was well, someone wasn't looking to fund them or to to get them into the schools. So and I, like I, you see in more recent years that these schools have to get x amount of hours of this kind of wellness these wellness programs in. Yeah, just super like because like we just didn't have them when we were growing up. Like so it's just I suppose kids will hopefully be better about like say talking about their feelings and like being able to express themselves and like talking if there's issues early early on in life uh, to get them addressed. Um. And that's that, like I suppose that's just, like generally what Elevator trying to do, and uh, that's the kind of story behind it. It's more of um like uh, John John Burke there, um, who owns the Armada. It's um, mm-hmm. he like it's it's kind of his baby, and he's um in fairness and like it's uh like it's a lot of respect for him for doing what he does, and um. And you did you did a sleep out as well recently with Novas, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, Novas are a charity there. They cover kind of the Midwest. They cover kind of Clare, Limerick, Tipperary, and Kerry. Um, mm-hmm. And they're just trying to, I suppose, if the current homelessness crisis that's that is across Ireland and it's constantly an issue. And like the government have targets and from twenty seventeen, let's say, to build this many houses of social housing, and it just hasn't happened. And they're completely underachieving their targets. And like these kind of um, these charities are nest are necessary for like society, let's say, to try to kind of bridge the gap between let's say the government shortcomings, even though they're government funded, like for most for the most part, but they need um let's say whatever element extra they need to fundraise so um i got in, i i suppose i i think they got in touch with me a couple of years ago and asked me to get involved and i was only delighted yeah. to get involved and they run a sleep out most years so um this year now it'll be a bit different but last so the first two years i did the sleep out in limerick in um in under shelter in brown thomas and like mm-hmm. we raised great money both years and last year we did an ennis i kind of wanted to more, focus more on let's say homelessness and ennis and try bring it to yeah. and try yeah. to raise for and like everything we raised i think I, like i i think we raised like um i i think it was like on the night we raised i think we raised eleven thousand on or on the night it was something incredible. wow yeah it was really good in the night now and like all the money we raised went to Novas and Clare it wasn't it didn't go like it didn't go to Limerick or Tiberi or Kerry it was nice yeah. to be used in Clare for Clare facilities so mm-hmm. uh, and I'll, I'll be looking at I'll be doing something like that in a couple of weeks again um, because obviously we can't let's say I can't be going to Ennis to do it with the new regula- r- restrictions so yeah I'll be doing a kind of virtual sleep out, sleep out at home so um, it, that'll probably be a bit strange you know with the <laughs> I'm fortunate enough to have a bed inside but I'll be outside <laughs> just kind of in solidarity I suppose with people that are homeless and people that are living in hotels and people that uh, aren't like don't have a place to stay or don't have a roof over their head You raised 11,000 in one night Yeah no it's some great help there was um there was a, a great team with us a lot of actually the Clare Hurlers came on board with it and uh, there's three three ladies footballers came in and as, as well and helped out with it and there was a lot of other people that just volunteered and uh, joined us and um yeah it was kind of I, I roped in a good few uh, of the lads off the team in to do it with me I don't know if they were thanking me after it but um yeah yeah like, I, was, I, I genuinely think it was an enjoyable experience and um it's um it's yeah. once a year like sleeping outside it might be December and it might be cold and it might be wet but um like some people some people do experience that regularly even though there is facilities nah. for people staying at night but then they're out during the day in the cold and stuff like that so um and if people wanted to get involved uh for the the sleep out there how would they get involved would it be through your Instagram it'll be through my Instagram I'll be putting it up it was funny like last year even after the sleep out in Ennis a lot of people kind of said to me in passing uh, oh if I'd known about that no I would have done it or I would have joined you and anyone can join and anyone can do it so uh, yeah. I'll be able to get, kind of rope a few more people into doing the virtual sleep out um, when, it, when it is going to hit so um, we kind of just started let's say with it last week uh, but it will be on my Instagram and I will be p- promoting it there
What do you think is the biggest issue that is facing men nowadays? Um, young men, I, 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 like obviously I think the phones, even though we've already touched on that, is a big issue. And let's say the internet and the pressures that come with yeah. I would say that the misinformation is an issue as well facing like young lads. And I, I think people from a young age should understand that where to get their information is so important. Um, cause like there's, there is a lot, there's a lot of crap out there. Like, um, when it comes to very important things, like when it comes to mental health, when it comes to nutrition, when it comes yeah. to your daily life and how you should like live your life and stuff, there's a lot of people promoting different things and like pr- promoting products. And like, if yeah. you know, the, the whole thing, like of the, the U S election kind of makes it clear, like with the whole fake news thing, it's like you watch CNN, you see one side of the story, you watch Fox, you see another side of the story and, yeah. and you have to use critically thinking and end up somewhere in the middle. And I think it's important yeah. for like young men to like understand that, like when they're, where they're getting the information, like it's so important that they, they don't like just take everything as face value and don't um, look at someone's Instagram post and be like, Oh, I'm going to get that product. Oh, that looks good. Or, yeah. I'm gonna, or some, someone like talking online that has no qualification, giving them, uh, giving a child mental health advice. Like, but you know, like I do think that it is very important that they do get uh, like advice from professionals and people that have done like years and years of study. Um, like it, it kind of frustrates me a bit. Like even like I, like I, like I've a nutrition course done through the Institute of Health Sciences in Dublin and it was like yeah. a, it was like an 18 month kind of a thing that I did and um I I got a let's say diploma out of it in nutrition and nutrition and like in inverted commas I'm a nutritionist but like I'm not like I'm not a, you know I'm not a dietitian I I don't have a, enough of an understanding of nutrition to talk to someone yeah. with a with an eating disorder or something like that but yet I see these people online talking about food and talking about nutrition how you should eat even though they've done no like qualification yeah. no understanding of the basics and that kind of stuff really really frustrates me and um, so i'd say that um the one of the biggest issues facing young men now is uh, where they get their information and just ensure that uh, don't take everything at face value and use critically thinking and um like even like like the the listen the election in america you could do a case study on it because like yeah. I, like you didn't you did an example of where um, they said there was three million two hundred thousand votes going into one state, and the population was three point one million. But that was from a census in two thousand eighteen. But if you took, if you read that at first, you would have said, "Oh yeah, there was more people than voted than are actually in the state." And um, so, you know, you would have said there's some corruption there. But what actually happened was there was a census in two thousand eighteen that the figures were from. So there's actually like yeah. closer to four million people in the state. So, it, you know, so you just have to yeah. think and use your own head and not take everything at face value, and that goes across the board, especially the two key areas I feel are like mental health and nutrition, because they're two things that kind of people tend to be experts on without knowing a whole pile. They just, yeah. they just uh, like, which, do you know what I mean? That that kind of stuff drives me mad. And I heard as well that uh, you got engaged. I know you're in a relationship, but you recently got engaged, did you? Yeah, yeah, we um, we we got engaged there um. Uh, two days before um, my fiance and I was good birthday, so on the oh amazing twenty eighth of September. So uh, yeah, we um, we yeah, it was an it was a nearly an outer body experience. I was kind of yeah. <laughs> I was kind of I was I was mumbling stuff to her. Uh, we did went for a hike. We went for about an hour and a half of a walk, and then uh, we came to our site uh, where we're looking to build. And oh um, uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, it was a, a very strange experience. But uh, yeah. did you have to? Did you have to pluck up the courage to to ask her? Um, not really. I kind of decided it a long time ago. So um, 
I was kind of knew it was coming and I knew I was going to do it on her birthday and stuff. So uh, even though yeah. I did it two days earlier, it was just because the weather was so good. I said, we'd do it today and we'd have a few nice days away or something. Well, you know, isn't it a lovely piece of news for 2020 for your families and for yourselves and stuff, you know, after such a gloomy year? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's that's we're, we're delighted. Like, so it's great. Okay, great. Well, congratulations, Podge. And thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. And I wish you all the success and I wish you all best of luck with everything in life and your future and your charity work and your marriage. I really enjoyed the chat, Timmy, and thanks a million for having me on. Okay. It really was an absolute pleasure to have Podge as my first guest on the podcast. And I think when I started this and I started, you know, telling a few friends and that what, what type of podcast I was going to do, I heard from a lot of people back that they were saying, oh, get Podge Collins on. And the more I was hearing it, I was like, do you know what? I really need to get this guy on because he's a very, very inspiring guy. And, you know, what I what I took from Hodge was his level of maturity, his level of calmness. You can really hear it in his voice. And even speaking to him before we recorded, you know, the podcast, he's a, he's a really great guy. He's very leveled. And I think, you know, for a guy of his age, he's 28 years of age, to have that maturity and to be so switched on is very, very commendable. And I think a lot of people can um, learn and they can really kind of, you know, look at his way of thinking. And I think I think it's great. I think it's great to see somebody um, of his generation that's so involved in charity work, but also, you know, he, he plays his sport. He also works in his job and he's also now going into a marriage he's he's going into an engagement and I, I just I just think it's lovely I just you can really hear how happy he is in his voice so I wish you nothing but continual success and I also really wanted to get somebody on from the world of GAA and speak to them about other things regardless of sports now, I know we did touch on sports and that um, and rightly so because that is a, such a massive part of his life and that's you know that's what people associate him with but to hear him talk about being so passionate about his charity work um, is so refreshing and that's what I really wanted to get from him and that's what he that's what he gave me and you can really see that he's so so passionate about it so if you do want to support Podge you can find him on Instagram Podge Collins um, also Nova's in, Nova's in Limerick who he's based with and also Elevate the charity as well they are both on Instagram as well if you want to check them out um, and give them a like or give them a give them a follow I suppose and if you do want to take part in that that virtual sleepout Podge will be updating his Instagram and he will he will let you guys know so thank you for tuning in to my first guest my second episode um, I will have another episode out next Thursday I hope you've enjoyed it um, I do very much very much appreciate all the comments and all the feedback that I've received the last week on the podcast it means the world to me it really really does i'm just learning this gig <laughs> um you know it's all trial and error with me as well so i do appreciate all your honesty and all your feedback and i'm 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 so happy that you're all enjoying it um you can check me out on instagram timmy murphy uh this man's world or on the podcast page as well which is this man's world podcast <laughs>